Welcome to Category 5 Technology TV. What you're about to experience is a free, worldwide interactive broadcast from Ontario, Canada. We broadcast live every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time. Get your questions in. Join the community chat room at www.category5.tv or email us at live at category5.tv. And now, let's begin. Here's your host, Robbie Ferguson. Welcome to Category 5 Technology TV, episode number, what is it, 257? Your guess is as good as mine. (laughs) Whoa! Hey, everybody! Good to see ya! How's it going? (laughs) This thing on? Can you hear us? Can you hear us? Mm Mm-hmm. Yes! Rev D. Jenk! Old Guy Jim! Garby! Agamotto! Is today Chris Reich Day? I didn't What's realize Chris Reich Day? An actual national holiday. This is amazing. Were we previously notified? Like, is this, I didn't have it in my calendar. Did you have, have it in? I didn't have it in. I, I feel really bad. I figured every day Awful. was Christmas Day. You know? I figured every Tuesday it was Christmas Day. <laughs> How's everybody doing? Good to see you. Good to see you. Yes, How are you, you too. Are you I'm, uh, I'm actually, it's easing up now. Yeah. yeah. Like Sunday, Not I was me. pretty sore. Yeah. <laughs> Just to back up a little bit, Saturday we moved everything. Mm-hmm. You would have no idea how long it takes to remove all Robbie's Star Trek posters. It was so long. All those posters, having to tear them down and put them back up in a new location. That's awful. You're crazy. <laughs> it was a lot of work. Thank you so much, by the way. Oh, help. not a problem. You needed some strong people, and I really did. And thought so I, I was on strong. Crystal Wells. Because look at those arms, folks. Look at those arms. <laughs> um, I am sore today, man. Totally. Well, you're still moving boxes. Like I, I, no, but I You guys can't see this way, but just boxes. That's intentional. Just boxes. <laughs> I, I did okay Sunday. Mm-hmm. Pretty good Monday. Today, not so did much. Did you call in sick to work? No, I didn't. <gasps> I'm so faithful can't to move. work. That, oh, gonna, <laughs> and I could have used some time off during this move, too. I tell you what. I mean, with all the stuff that we've had to go through and stuff. <laughs> Seriously. But, I, yeah, I'm sore tonight. So if I look like I'm like... Eh, You're craning? Eh. You have to turn your entire body to look at me? Yeah. <laughs> Hello, Krista. This could be Good one of those awkward you. shows. <laughs> yes. At least we've got a lot more room now, so I can, like, just I know, you could spin, spin that way or something. Yeah, it just kind of... Oh, good. look at that Star Trek stuff. That's pretty cool. That's very ironic. Oh... And we've got yep. wooden floors, so it's like we can just kind of wheel all over the place. Backstage pass, nice to see you. Check out oh, all the Oh, they're space. over there. Yeah. Hey, guys. You're so far away from us now, I barely saw you there. Mm-hmm. You're just way, you're way, You're hiding way. behind the desk. That's, uh, yeah. Good to see you. Thanks for joining you. us on Backstage Pass, and thank you for joining us on the main feed, which is much more exciting because it has sound. At least we think Agreed. it does. I hope it does. You guys did can't I, hear us, right? That, did I plug in that wire? <laughs> um, no one's complained yet. Maybe that's why, because they can't hear us. So, like, this is a great show. <laughs> yeah, right. So good. Excellent. Joe DeMax, TikTok, hey. Good to see you. What do you Wow, I have some fantastic things in the news. Some fantastic things. Mm-hmm. And good. if you can all hear me, I will share with you. <laughs> So coming up in the newsroom, the UK will have the fastest broadband in Europe by 2015. According to who? The UK? I, I guess so. Oh. You, you wrote this. Oh, yes. <laughs> Way to call my bluff. You're like Eric tonight. Well, Eric someone's got to do it. 
why did you go and close that? It's like the magic of TV, and I closed something to bring up a video copy that I accelerated mm-hmm. to make it seem like it was installing faster. Someone's got to call you out on it. Somebody's got to call me out. Of course, it's going to be Eric, but I never expected this from you. Well, you see, it's only been a week since I was here last, so now I'm catching up on my spiffy Actually, comebacks. Because you were here Saturday. It's like, so it's been like two, three days. Yeah. Krista. Too much Krista is only a good thing. <laughs> Continuing on. I want a t-shirt that says that. <laughs> Also in the news, uh, the U.S. Air Force wants to fly at more than 57,000 kilometers per hour, but failed again. Stompy the rideable spider robot is a go. What? Can you say that again? That news story is only good things. (laughs) Stompy Stompy the the robotic spider? No, rideable. It says rideable spider robot. The rideable spider robot. Who comes up with this? I don't know. I don't know who writes this stuff. Are you still like in moving? Like, <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, what yeah. should we put on the news? <laughs> I've got. Nothing. I'll make something up. Rideable spider rideable, robot. It's a rideable robot, and it's called oh. Stompy, and it's a spider. <laughs> this is one of those serious shows. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> and also, last but not least, Apple is the most valuable company of all time. But who didn't know that? Stick around. These stories are coming up later in the show. Kind of I cut on you who off. You ask, like if you ask the stock market, sure. But if you ask, like, Linus, if you ask Mac fanatics, mm-hmm. yes, not so valuable to us I PC users. Joy Apple. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Tonight we're going to be taking taking a look at uh, a very very serious issue with the modern internet, and that mm. is, guess what I'm going to talk about? Backups. <laughs> Still haven't backed up my files. So this haven't? is very. Com- it's been I've been weeks. helping you move. Oh, right. Last Good weekend. Excuse. <laughs> Good excuse. Um, no, we're going to be talking about uh, cloud backups. Not uh, not backing up to the cloud. Mm-hmm. We're doing the exact opposite. We're backing up the cloud. So stick around. We're going to learn all about that tonight with some free right. software uh, software as a service. Yes. Yeah. So the move went pretty well. Um, Mm -hmm. Literally, about an hour and a half ago, we got Hydro in the uh, the studio. Good. Thank you very much (laughs) to our our kind friends at Cordery Electric. Actually, uh, Sean was here from Cordery, and Mm -hmm. uh, I guess he's one of the newest members of the team over there at Cordery Electric, and and he was putting in the receptacles in the studio. Gadget Wisdom Guru, uh, GWG in the chat room. Uh, was asking on Twitter, well, what do they need to do? Because you move into a house or mm-hmm. wherever, and then you always have power. So just plug oh. it in. What? When, but what happens is we, we have... Let's see if I can get this straight. It's like, <laughs> Do you write it down? It's like a, it's a certain type of... I call it... I think it was like an inverted load or something like that. We have so many ballasts in our lights. We've got 10 lights mm-hmm. to, to run the show just in front of us, not to mention the, the stuff that's over our heads and stuff. Uh, so 10 lights to, to light us, all the audio gear, all the computers, the servers, everything. And what can happen if you if you get into a place that has the electrical done, say, in the basement, which is usually where we end up sticking the studio, because that's mm-hmm. what my wife gives me, which is, bless her soul. It's nice know. down here. It's, it is like nice it. down here. Uh, and uh, But the thing is, is that usually they put one wire around the room, and they put all the receptacles off of that. Right. So you're drawing from one circuit. And I found out the hard way... After, you know, fires and explosions and things like that, burnt out computers, that, uh-huh. uh, that that pulls from one side of the sine wave, which is a really bad thing in electrical terms, and so it was messing up our equipment. 
So they come in, Cordery Electric, and they recognize right. that. They had like three electrical companies come in. Cordery Electric <laughs> nailed it. They fixed Good. it. This is at the old place. And so here they just came in. They knew exactly the what to do. They knew exactly what we, what we needed. Uh, fantastic bunch of guys, and uh, I really encourage you to check them out. It's quarterelectric.com. We'll uh, give you that link again later on Perfect. in the show. But yeah, they've got us all fixed up. So we've got light, we've got uh, video, audio, computers mm-hmm. wrapped around us. Backstage Pass can see this. Uh, we'll have to take everybody on a tour of the new studio sometime. Maybe when it's spiffied up a little more. Yeah, we'll clean it up a little bit. <laughs> not saying it's not an organizational. It's functional. It's functional. You made it through the. I well, there's a little goat path passes. through here, so yeah. I made it through. That's a good, good word. That's Marco, and Robbie yeah. said polo, and I was like, oh, <laughs> found you. Oh, dear me. Uh, we've mm-hmm. got our mobile site m.cat5.tv. If you've got one of those, you can just bring that up. M.cat5.tv, and uh, certainly that's a good way to check out the show if you've got a mobile device. And uh, we're going to take a quick break before we hit your viewer questions, but uh, stick around. Also, join us in the chat room. It's Category 5 on Freenode. On our website, click on Interact, and you'll see the chat room there. We'd love to have you join us and interact with us there uh, if you're here live. If you're not here live, if you're watching this after the fact, you can still join the chat room. It's a little less active, of course, uh, when we're not actually live on the air, but there are some people that uh, that like to hang out there throughout the week, including myself. Uh, Krista, you've been known to pop in once in a while. Yep. So uh, you can join us pretty much any time. But, uh, yeah, get on over to Category 5 on Freenode, or, of course, our chat room loads up through our website at Category5.tv. Viewer questions can be sent to live at Category5.tv or through the chat room, and we'll be right back uh, right after this quick break. At EcoAlkalines, we believe you should be able to trust your batteries not just here, but here, here, and here. But with one exception, you should also be able to trust your batteries here. EcoAlkalines are the world's first and only certified carbon-neutral battery manufactured to the highest standards of recycling and quality, without any trace amounts of harmful chemicals like mercury, lead, or cadmium. EcoAlkalines provide performance that rivals leading national alkaline battery brands at a comparable price. Find out more about the EcoAlkalines difference. EcoAlkalines.com this is Category 5 Technology TV. I'm your host, Robbie Ferguson. I'm Krista Wells. Krista, what do you got for us tonight? Oh, I don't know. What do I have for you tonight? Questions. Oh, I have questions. Oh, do you? I do. Would you Sorry. like to hear some? Yes. Okay. I'd love to. This is really awkward. I keep, I keep, keep I bumping into me. I look me. fidgety? I'm not fidgety. It's that my chair... And I, I feel like out. you're almost trying to like bump me out of the shot, too, like, is like, until there's no more Krista, and that's just the Robbie show. Okay, or the Krista show. <laughs> We've never had wood floors before. You have to get a little no, carpet sample just to put it underneath the desk. <laughs> yes, just the end of the roll, <laughs> just a little piece. Doesn't matter what it looks like. Could have dinosaurs. Hmm. It'll look good. Excellent. So here is our first question um, from California. Um, can you add GNOME three to Debian? Debian. Sure. That's what I said in a different kind of way. <laughs> Chris Reich Day. <laughs> Celebrate. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, um, Debian uh, Squeeze, the current version, is. Uh, it's, there are three different types of Debian. There is the, the stable version. This is a Linux distribution. Mm-hmm. Um, there's the stable version, which is the one that you're typically going to download. Then there is Debian Testing. That's where you can install GNOME 3. Actually comes with GNOME 3, I believe, okay. if you install it. Um, 
if you've downloaded the ISO for Debian testing. Also, um, there is the unstable release of Debian. I'm going to actually bring up the Debian website and we'll see if we can find it. The, the download locations can be a little bit obscure, I find, on their website. It's a little bit difficult sometimes to find it. Um, so sometimes it's easier just to, to go and Google it. Because <laughs> that's a verb, folks. Yeah, because it's, it's kind of hard to find, let's see, small CDs. Because these are all going to be stable. What you want is uh, Debian testing. If you've installed Debian stable, you can change your repositories over to uh, testing. And so just take the word stable out of the repository, change it to testing, and you'll be able to get that going. Let's see if we've got that just to a sudo apt-get dist upgrade. See if we can find it, though. So the testing version, of course, introduces some newer software, but stuff that is not considered stable, not, not stuff that is um, considered safe, but not, not unsafe, just it could break your system because it's testing. Well, I have no idea where to get it off of their website, though. Makes it kind of difficult, doesn't it? See a little bit. Yeah, let's go about it a different way. And it's probably right staring me in the face. All right, so Debian testing download. Well, that helps. Slash devel slash Debian installer. And it's a beta 1 of 7.0. Look at that. You're not even looking at a 6 release. This is, whoa, that was the wrong switch. <laughs> <laughs> still learning. <laughs> I'm still learning, folks, yeah. All right, so that's Debian 7.0 beta 1 release. That would be the one that you would probably download. Again, it's a testing distro, so it, it could have stability issues. But then again, you're wanting to try some of the, the bleeding-edge stuff anyways. So Debian Stable is for those who really want a rock-solid system. You're, doing, you're using it for business. You're using it for, um, you know, and, and perhaps you don't know a whole lot about Linux, and so you don't want to monkey around with, oh, something broke, and I don't know how to fix it. Um, Debian Testing, on the other hand, is more for slightly power users, people who are a little bit more... Uh, living on the edge, want to be able to try new stuff, stuff that's coming out, bleeding-edge software that maybe could cause problems, but you know how to fix those problems when they arise. And then Debian Unstable is the next one, and it's stuff that will probably break your system, but you know what you're doing and you're a power user and you want to play around with some of the really, really cool stuff that hasn't been released yet uh, to the general uh, distributions, and that would be the one to try at that point. Hmm. So... Long story short, yes, GNOME 3 can be installed in Debian, but you'd want to go with Debian testing, not Here's Debian stable. kind of a follow-up question in the chat room from Drumstick. He says, how much does it take to move from Ubuntu to Debian stable version, and can I format a system and use existing mm. home? Well, you wouldn't so much take your home folder and just copy and paste it kind of thing. Your home folder in, in Linux, this is really, really cool. Same thing mm -hmm. goes for Mac. Uh, you've got your, your home folder, and it is right. like a self-contained folder tree of all of your settings for your entire system. Mm -hmm. So if you have a backup of that folder and your system crashes, you can pretty much reinstall on any computer, copy the stuff over from your home folder, and you've got your up-and-running system, including right. all your, your system settings. So essentially, Drumstick, to change from, Debian, or from Ubuntu to Debian is, is easy breezy, for one reason, um, they're the same, really. I mean, Ubuntu is based on Debian, 
So it is at its core Debian, and then they've got their packages that they've put on top of it. And they've they've compiled kind of the the packages that they wanted in, into their distribution. So, but it is Debian, essentially at its core. So back up your home folder. You might want to back up you know certain system folders if you've modified things like your FS tab. You might want to back that up from your uh, etc folder in the root folder of your hard drive. Um, there may be stuff in your slash user folder that you may want to save, but essentially all of the stuff that you, your user, have have created or installed, the settings are going to be found in your home folder, so slash home, and then all the subfolders of that. So usually what I do is I back up those folders, but I don't copy the whole tree over. Reason for that, once I've installed Debian now, I've got a backup of my entire home folder so I know that everything is safe as far as my system settings go. But I don't need my Mozilla Firefox cache files anymore. I don't need to copy those back onto my hard drive. So instead I just go in and I get the bookmarks file um, and I migrate those into. Now speaking of, it might be a good idea before you format your, your Ubuntu system, um, in your backup process actually launch programs like Firefox and do a, uh, an export export to a bookmarks.html file or something or json file so that you have an easy way to import without having to convert um, your your bookmark bookmark files over but then i just go in copy and paste copy and paste whatever i need remember not to cut because that is your backup um, you want to have a you make a copy and replace on your hard drive with some of those uh, those files from your backup pretty easy breezy i don't think you'd have any trouble mm. and certainly you know, keeping a back, keeping the backup of your home folder means that you've got a copy of everything that's really critical to you. So you can always go back, or you can always try again if you fail. But it is pretty straightforward, I think. Cool. Good. Good. Thanks Good. for the question, Drumstick. Thanks everybody in the chat room for for joining us. Oh, here's a question from Guru of the Matrix. Hey, Guru of the Matrix. <laughs> How do you sync your iDevice with Linux? What are some of the applications you suggest? I'll suggest a way to sync your iDevice. Just kind of throw it in the river. Oh, she's an Apple fan girl. You I should had to, be you know. nice and get on with the show. Yeah. Sorry about that. <laughs> you know. um, Amarok, Banshee are, you know, the A and the B. It's like I'm reading the alphabet. I just realized that. That's amazing. Uh, Amarok and Banshee are two different applications that are uh, pretty well respected as far as doing stuff. Uh, of course, GTK Pod is a, a good one for syncing. Let's take a look, though. Um, actually, what I probably would do is... I remember there's a Wikipedia article. Wikipedia iPod for Linux. Let's try that. iPod Linux Wikipedia. No. Uh, oh, maybe. No. Let's try. So close. I know. So close. Well, who would have thought? Comparison of iPod managers. That sounds promising. This will help. Okay. <laughs> Look. Amarok, Banshee, Clementine, Disk Aid. It is F-pod. alphabetical. It is. Almost. Yeah. GTK Pod. Uh, iRip, iTunes, of course, <laughs> iTunes, no <laughs> Linux support. So what you would do is with this chart, uh, which I'll put up at cat5.tv slash iPod, just to help you, okay? So Amarok, for example, is on Linux. See that? All the ones that say yes in the far right column 
are on Linux. So second from the bottom there is Rhythmbox. There's another one. So then you go through and see what, what other settings are. So, okay, Amarok is able to do most of the, you know, copy music, copy videos, copy smart playlists, copy album artwork, extract DRM-free music, extract DRM-free videos, but it cannot copy content to the iPod. Interesting. Then you look at GTK Pod right here, and it says that it can do all of these things, including copying content to the iPod, so that might be the one to try. Keeping in mind that you, you're looking for one that's compatible with Linux. So what about Rhythmbox? Rhythmbox can do a lot of the stuff. Rhythmbox is a little easier to use, I think, than GTK Pod, most likely. But it does not support copying of videos or copying of smart playlists. But it will allow you to copy content to your iPod. So hopefully that list would help you go through some of the different things. You know, there's iPod syncing and maintenance features, and it lists out, you know, the difference between Amarok versus GTK Pod. Um, Etc. Etc. So, give it a try. I, I don't actually sync my iPod. I I know it's kind of silly, uh, but I listen to internet radio pretty much exclusively, so I don't have an iTunes library because I just can't stand iTunes and I can't stand having a media manager control my music. So, I'm just, just never into that. Can't handle being controlled or no. managed. No, I suppose though, you know, because I just am, you know, so into jogging. I'll probably end up putting some stuff on here, you know? But really, I just listen to internet radio because you're usually in, in range of a Wi-Fi hotspot. Right. And when I'm not listening to internet Well, radio, if you're jogging just circles around your house, you'll always yeah. have a Wi-Fi hotspot. So. <laughs> Jog in the backyard, <laughs> back and forth. Um, but uh, I also use my Pogo plug. So I put my MP3 right. files on the Pogo plug, and I can stream them through the, iPod, uh, through the Pogo plug app. So I don't again. I don't need iTunes because mm-hmm. all my MP3s are on my Pogo plug, and I can listen to any of the, right. the albums through Wi-Fi. So I don't have a use for it. And because I'm on Linux, I just can't be bothered to try to find an alternative. But there are alternatives. That's just me. I am not a fanboy, but we, I do like. We know. I do. I do. Yeah, I do like just having any device that's portable and has Wi-Fi. That's all I care. That seem to help. All right. Sure. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks, Krista. <laughs> kind of a jerk today. I'm just saying. Jerk. Just saying. You've got new move-in studio jerk syndrome. Is that what it is? I think that's the technical term so for it. So arrogantly <laughs> mean about boxes. I think that must be it. I've been unpacking for since mm-hmm. Saturday every day. Every After time work. you get to the bottom of a box, you think you'll find a small piece of your soul that's in here. Where is it? Where is it? I need to recover it. Um, I, the one, the funny thing is, is that unpacking today, I could not, for the life of me, find keyboard and mice. You don't need those. Yeah, well, no. you know, control the show with my thoughts. I mean, yes. Yeah. Yes. Did you hear that uh, that somebody broke into Steve Jobs' house? No. And stole a whole bunch of stuff. Really? Yep. For I can't tell you got this little girl. Smirk what? on your face. I have this what? <laughs> no. Next time you look at me, I'm gonna be like, "You look like a little boy." <laughs> no, it's serious. It it happened, mm. and I couldn't believe. Um, Is that why you look so gleeful right no, there? Though kinda, it was just no, you, you were so think, happy about I mean, it. It's like you think about stealing some, you know, robbing a grave, and here's this guy's house mm-hmm. that is, you know, it's being remodeled, and somebody broke in and stole a ton of Apple mm. products. From Steve Jobs' At house. least they're Mac fans. 
Yeah, they knew what was valuable. <laughs> you know, no, I'm not going to steal the PC. This is the same thing, but it's worth three times more. I'll take that. Haha. No, but the guy was a bit dumb. I mean, obviously, if you're going to rob a, a have place, to be, you, I think. <laughs> when he got them home, he put in his iTunes username and password to. They can't web. track that. No. No. Totally personal. <laughs> anyway, so he's in jail. Oh, good on him. <laughs> $60,000 worth of equipment, Rev D. Jenk says. Wow. Yeah. Crazy, though. Now, you could have used him on moving day. Look how much stuff he I could know. move. He could have moved a lot of stuff. We never would have seen it again. No, that's true. Yeah. So, you know, pros, cons. <laughs> and I don't use iTunes, so we never could have caught him. Yeah. Hmm. Are you ready for another zinger of a question? Would love one. Any All news? right. Is it? Uh, yeah. Okay. Well. Well. And then we got to do news. Oh. Oh. Okay. We're, well, we're we don't have to tonight, do folks. the question right now if you don't want to. You want to do news first, and we'll do more questions. It's, it's all. It's all up to you. All right. How's that <laughs> so sound? News it. News it. News it. Is that a thing? It is now. All right. Do it. <laughs> oh, here are the top stories from the Category Five newsroom. The UK will have the fastest broadband of any major European country by 2015, Cultural Secretary Jeremy Hunt has said. Hmm. He reiterated that he wanted to bring high-speed broadband, which he defined as greater than 24 megabits per second, to more than 90% of the country. Mr. Hunt outlined the ambition in a speech at Google's campus building in East London. London, sorry. That's interesting, but 24 megabits a second, and we're looking at, with the move and everything, we're looking at all the different providers and stuff, and with mm-hmm. Vibe coming into Barry, mm-hmm. this is the Bell service that uses fiber optics lines, they're talking mm-hmm. 175 megabits a second. That's a little up faster. Up and down. Mm-hmm. But it's like, but 24 is still incredible, but could you imagine a gigabyte of stuff in about 42 seconds? That's pretty crazy. I can do that. Yeah. Yeah. No problem. <laughs> <laughs> um... His comments followed heavy criticism last month from a Lords committee, which said plans were were too focused on speed. On Monday, Mr. Hunt defended his focus on higher speeds, which he said would be needed in order for the UK's network to remain competitive with others in Europe. We simply will not have a competitive broadband network unless we recognize the massive growth in demand for higher and higher speeds, Mr. Hunt said. Today's super fast is tomorrow's super slow, just as the last government was wrong to hang its hat on two megabytes per second speeds. Megabytes would be good. Megabits, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Super, super fast. (laughs) We must never fall into the trap of saying any speed is enough. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they've made that mistake before. (laughs) The U.S. Air Force has said an attempt to fly its hypersonic jet Wave Rider at Mach 6, which is 3,600 miles per hour, 5,795 kilometers per hour, failed. The unmanned aircraft has been designed to fly at six times the speed of sound after being dropped by a B-52 bomber. But officials said that a faulty control fin prevented it from starting its supersonic combustion ramjet engine. That sounds like And the craft was lost. (laughs) Oh, seriously? Mm -hmm. Ouch. It marks the second time in a row that the Air Force has been unable to test the technology as planned. Well, you can use my supersonic combustion ramjet engine in my car anytime. I I actually have one of those on my bike, which Mm -hmm. is kind of handy. Yeah, Yeah, so like you can just go out for a bike ride and you're back like... (laughs) See you later. (laughs) Where'd you go? Around the world. (laughs) Super fast. Yeah, super, super fast. Supersonic, (laughs) ultrasonic. 
Oh, oh, hang on to your hats, people. <laughs> Stompy, a giant six-legged <laughs> robot suitable for both fun rides and use in disaster zones. <laughs> This is great because you know that I didn't create this because I can't draw. Oh, well, you might have little drawable <laughs> friends. I was working on my drafting program all afternoon. Jeez. Sure. Yeah. Oh, it looks set to be built after it successfully, successfully hit its target on crowdfunding site Kickstarter. The robot is a brainchild of a group of hackers and hobbyists based in Somerville, Massachusetts. Wow. <laughs> they needed $65,000 to make it happen. And as of this morning, they have raised $81,823 with 11 days left for fundraising. If $300,000 is raised, the team say they will build a zoo's worth of rideable <laughs> robots. <laughs> to me, what's funny about this is that at some point, these guys were sitting around, you know, like you and I are right now, and just, mm-hmm. what can we do? What we do? A giant we spider. Need a, we need to create no. a Kickstarter something. No. How about... What if it's rideable? <laughs> a rideable <laughs> giant robot spider mm-hmm. with two bright red seats. Mm-hmm. I can't picture it. Can you draw but it for me? You know what the thing is? It doesn't even have eight legs. Like, if you're going to make something six. ridiculous, like, but make it appropriately ridiculous. That is kind of awesome. It's like a tick. You have a rideable tick. <laughs> the funny thing is, is you're riding this thing. Okay, so look at it again. Okay, it's got six legs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> As you're riding Maybe it's got thing, great right? shocks. <laughs> <laughs> Incredible shocks. Wow. <laughs> Kickstarter's doing some pretty oh. amazing things. Absolutely. And now for serious time, is folks. Is there more? Oh. There is more. Good. Mm. Oh. Apple is now the most valuable company of all time, with a market value of approximately $623 billion, uh, or 397 billion pounds. Apple heavy. has now surpassed Microsoft's record of $620.58 billion set in 1999. However, that figure is not adjusted for inflation. The news comes ahead of the anticipated launch of the iPhone 5, and possibly a smaller and cheaper iPad. Get the full stories at Category5.tv slash newsroom. Category5.tv newsroom is researched by Roy W. Nash with contributions by our community of viewers. If you have a news story that you think is worthy of on-air mention, email us at newsroom at Category5.tv. For the Category5.tv newsroom, I'm Krista Wells. Krista, I thank you. Tonight's show is brought to you in part by Cordery Electric. They are the ones who power this very studio. They were here today doing a great job for us. It's uh, CorderyElectric.com for all their contact information or what's up there on the screen. Also, do check out Netflix. Cat5.tv slash Netflix. You'll get a free one-month trial. And, uh, and that is a service that allows you to watch TV-like stuff on any device. I've got it on my Wii. Is that the techie way to say it? Yeah, you know, it's Netflix. You know what it is. You've heard of it. You can put it on mm-hmm. your on your tablet, on your computer. On your iPhone. It's not just computer anymore. That's the thing. It mm-hmm. used to be Netflix on your computer. Oh, I don't want to sit at the computer and watch movies. Yeah, who no, sits at their computer for more than six hours a day? Yeah, exactly. So, you know, <laughs> maybe put it on your PS3 or on a set-top mm-hmm. box. Yeah, or one of those Zios devices that we were looking at yeah. a, a few weeks ago with Eric uh, when I was in Halliburton, Ontario. And then pop some popcorn. Pop some popcorn. And recline and watch your yeah. it's funny. favorite is TV show or movie. 
and find new new old ones or new ones yes. that you never saw before that uh, are fantastic. Anyways, it's cat5.tv slash Netflix for the free one-month trial. And that's like eight bucks a month after that. Right. It was funny because <clears throat> during the move, of course, first thing I did was try to get the hot tub up and running. That was priority. And uh, second thing, get Netflix going. Yeah. That was it. I mean, we're sitting on boxes, but we can watch sliders. And then Robbie's done, and Beck is still running frantically around the house, unpacking oh, boxes. Robbie's going, did my job. <laughs> I did it. I'm done. Whatever. Jeez. Studio works. Nice guy. Got camera. <laughs> sure. No, I'm not. Like, you're such a boy. <laughs> oh, my feelings. <laughs> oh, they hurt. <laughs> uh, no, I, I worked really, really hard through this whole thing. Not as hard as, as you did, but uh, <laughs> it, it, was, it was crazy. Anyway, mm-hmm. what are we, oh, you've got more questions. Actually, may I back cycle, like yeah, back pedal just a second? Yeah. Um, back to the, the news story that said that Apple wants to come out with a possibly smaller iPad. I heard you kind of snicker there. So they're going to be like, here's our iPhone yes. and our iPad <laughs> and our the iPod. <laughs> they're all But the they're same. not the same. Hmm. Interesting thought. I'm sorry. Mac, I love your guts, but... That is kind of silly, though, isn't it? But you know what it is? There's a line. The thing's heavy. I mean, we have an iPad first gen. Mm-hmm. I know that they've gotten a little bit better over yes. the years, but it is heavy and clunky, and mm-hmm. it's great, but you don't want to hold it up because it's Cause your heavy. arms get tired. Your arms get tired. You set it down, and then your neck gets like this, and you got, like, i iPad... Hunchback, oh, the predicaments. Right? Like, the chiropractor can't even fix that. Is that the technical thing? You go in and they're like, oh, you are messed up. You have iPad yeah, hunchback. The guy, the guy with the... Uh, you, you see it on our logo, right? That's the guy. Yeah, right that, was, that was that, brought that up. Yeah. I mean, uh, Sasha is uh, mm-hmm. starting next week, and, and she was here over the weekend, and we got to know her, and she's a wonderful girl. Uh, you guys are going to love her, but she's actually mm-hmm. going to be on the air next Saturday, and she works, it turns out, for a chiropractic's office. So, of so course, she pointed that she out. She pointed out, this guy's <laughs> got really bad posture. And I said, look, he's a hacker. He's probably hacking the mainframe. Mm-hmm. Maybe he's on Kickstarter creating a giant robot. That <laughs> a rideable in. robot. A rideable spider. robot. It's very possible. But he has iPad neck. So, he's actually, uh-huh. typing, he's actually typing on an iPad. You can tell. Yeah. That's what that green glow is. It's iPad glow. It's just that's our theory. <laughs> <Huh>. Yes. <laughs> oh, so now to more important things, maybe. Could there be anything more important? Always. Than just always witty banter. Yeah. <laughs> we have a great question here from Two Red Line. Uh, it says, "I donated a PC install and installed Kimo. 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 It's actually has it's, no U. Q. It's spelt." Q I M O, but it's actually it's grammatically short for, incorrect. And it's spelling-wise, it's well. Here's the thing: it's short for Eskimo, but spelling-wise, because it starts with a Q, it kind of throws you, and it makes you think that it should go qu mm-hmm. because everything that starts. That's why I was missing that. So I say yeah. Kimo, but then I don't think that was right. Yeah, no, it's Kimo. Embarrassing. Kimo. I think it was car- it was called Eskimo, and then the whole thing came up where you know Eskimo is no longer politically correct to say Eskimo. Ah. I'm sorry if you are of Inuit background. I'm not sure. <laughs> but it's called Kimo anyway. 
There you go. So yeah, so what's what's the deal? What a good life lesson. All right. <laughs> I don't know what. <laughs> Off on a tangent. So, um, installed Kimo for my son's daycare. I removed all the menu bars, time, etc., from the desktop. How do I restore them when I need to install new software for them? Ah. Well, I mean. It, it, when you need to install new software, you don't necessarily need the panel, right? Because you're using Synaptic Package Manager, I would assume. So all you would have to do is hit Alt-F2, uh, uh, which, unfortunately, my, my system, because I'm using Synergy, doesn't do it. But when you hit Alt-F2, it brings up a run dialog, and then you can just type uh, Synaptic, I think. Let's try it. Yeah, so GK sudo Synaptic will load that. So if you type GK sudo Synaptic by pressing alt f2 it'll ask your password and then you can run it okay so that's that's how you can do that but to answer your question directly there is a folder in your system that is hidden dot g conf oh. go to your home folder and type control l and then go to slash dot g conf in your home folder then go into apps. Oh, and, and again, because you say that you've deleted the panel, you may not know how to get into your, your uh, my computer home folder. So again, Alt F2. And again, I'm just bringing up terminal so I can do something similar because I don't have Alt F2 capabilities on my particular system that I'm using for the demo. What you would type is Nautilus, okay? Like that. So in Alt F2, type in the word Nautilus. When you run that, it brings up your computer stuff. Okay, then control L slash dot G conf. Go into apps and you'll see a folder should see. Call, yeah, there it is. Panel. Okay, so that is all the settings for your panel. So uh, what you can do then is rename that folder because we like to keep a backup rather than deleting it. I usually, usually would just put a tilde at the end. Okay, like that. And then hit Alt F2 again, and you're going to run this command: kill. <laughs> if I can type, kill all dash nine. We're going to force it to to die. Uh, this is uh, gnome dash panel. Okay, so when I run that command, there it goes. It's dead. It's gone. See if it comes back on its own. It did, and you'll see that it actually uh, came back with the uh, with the panel at the top. Let's see. Now it looks like gconf is has stored uh, the settings in memory. So in my case, see these things should have disappeared and that's one of the things that that tells me that it didn't actually create a new a new panel uh, configuration, which is exactly what we want it to do. So I need to kill the gconf. Let's see here. I'll just give me one second and I'll I'll find it. What? Okay. What I have complete faith in you. That's all. You have faith in me? Yeah. Tell the people what they can what they can do. What they can do. Yeah, like if they okay. want to send an email. I don't want to send an email. <laughs> like a viewer question? Stop looking like such a boy. <laughs> can we send emails to it's live at category5.tv? Right? right? Correct? Yes. Gold star. <laughs> I just want to find out. Here we go. Okay. He's so close, people. I know. So close. I'm just trying to remember the command to that uh, that's running Resident the Daemon. 
Let's see here. Mm-hmm. Gconf tool dash two. Of course, you should have told me that, Krista. <laughs> I feel very sheepish. <laughs> I know. Okay, what did I say? Gconf. Sure. What did I say? I wasn't listening. <laughs> You're they're, not they're all words I don't understand. <laughs> you are not serious. Oh my goodness! I tell you these things because you're the no more and you're no more gold to... star for Krista. Gold star taken away. <laughs> I thought you were just talking to yourself. I didn't realize you're like remember this. We'll, I'm gonna copy it. We'll need. I'm gonna copy this to my clipboard. It's probably more reliable. It's probably a good G-conf way to go. G-conf tool. Dash two. That's what dash, I said. Dash dash shut down. Done. Okay, now I'm gonna refresh here. Make sure that it didn't create a panel. Okay, now I'm gonna restart my panel again by going kill all dash nine home panel. Yes, it worked. There you go, buddy. See that? All my stuff is gone because what happened? it actually created a new panel configuration. And what that means is, in your case, because you renamed the panel folder in home uh, slash your name slash dot gconf slash apps, you rename the panel folder, do that, what I showed you there. So first thing that I would do is gconf tool dash two, all one word, okay, uh, space dash dash shutdown. So that would be the first thing to do. Then rename your folder, something like that, then kill all dash nine gnome panel. Because then what happens is the system recognizes that gnome panel has crashed because you've Mm -hmm. crashed it manually, and then it opens it. And when it opens it, now it's not in memory, it's not in your, there isn't a configuration folder, so what does it do? It creates a new configuration folder in gconf. And that new folder will always have the default settings. So therefore, you had deleted it, now it's gone. Uh, now it's going to be back. Okay. So in my system, you'll see now there is, of course, a panel folder, and there's my backup. So now here's the great thing: when the kids, are, when you're done installing, and the kids are going to go back on the computer, you right-click on that new one, the panel one, and go move to trash, and then you right-click on yours, the backup one, rename it back to panel. Okay. Now go back, and you don't have to. You shouldn't have to kill uh, shut down gconf tool dash two because it's already shut down unless it's restarted. I'm going to kill that again, and when it comes back, no, okay. So gconf tool did reload in my case. Let's try again. So I had to kill gconf tool two, and now I've got my panels back. So in your case, it would probably be no panels because you've set your panel to to be hidden. So. Cool. I hope that makes sense. I will include the the step by step bullets in uh, in the show notes because I know I kind of had to figure it out for you at the same time. But in the show notes for episode number two fifty seven, I'm happy to include that information for you, and uh, then you'll be be good to go. Cool. Good. How's the activity in the chat room? Hey guys, gals, everybody. Where are you from? Anybody new here tonight? Would love to hear from you. If you are new, just say yeah, I'm new, and where where you are from. <clears throat> hey Dennis Kelly. Nice to see you. JP TikTok joins us from, from Mars. Mars. There Amazing. is life. Amazing. Mm. And they watch like Category 5. Absolutely. 
Uh, hey, John. <laughs> <laughs> New to this particular episode. Clever, clever. Yeah. All right. Well, we do have another question. All right. Oh. This is going to become a viewer question extravaganza. It's amazing. Well, I mean, why not? Yeah. That's the best part of the show. Excellent. I mean, besides all the other good parts of the show. <laughs> Here is a question from Peter Lewis. Hey, Peter. I have been having difficulties with the power mains where I live. We keep having brownouts. Oh. There's two reasons for this. First, we live in a rural, rural, I always have trouble with that word, rural. Rural? <laughs> setting in Ireland. The village has one feed from the substation, and many people have power oh. cut in the village sometimes. Some will lose power, while others don't. There are some power lines that are buried in fields, which means the power connection is usually good to the nearby homes. But if a tractor decides to do some work in the field, there Uh-oh. have been a few times where the power line was cut, and that means lights out. That's no good. Boy, I thought I had it bad. <laughs> Seriously, over the mm-hmm. you know with all the hydro stuff that we had to deal mm-hmm. with, but a whole town, I know, a whole c- village. Come harvest time, everyone's like one wire. It's like I picture oh this God. like duct taped <laughs> kind of extension cord running going through the, someone's field. Yeah, just like, through someone's field, and somebody's driving their tractor. When the tractors along. go around, there's like ten townspeople all holding it's up the like wires daisy, so that the tractor can go under. Just a it. daisy chain of dollar store cables, you know, just oh. like little six foot, eight foot cables that are just daisy chained across the entire village. It's kind of what I'm picturing. <laughs> Uh, we I'm don't sure need to make fun. I'm sure it's lovely. I'm also no. from a small town, so I'm allowed to make fun. <laughs> yes. um, let's see. There have been many times after the power flashes, I have to physically reset my pogo plug since it loses connection. Mm. The other problem is that we have a nearby garage that does welding on the same power feed, so the mains drop no! their voltage and sometimes fight. That should be illegal. <laughs> Seriously? Well, oh, it happens. Uh, Peter, I'm sorry, dude. Small towns. Windmills. <laughs> You need to be generating your own power. That's terrible. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> so I put some filters on the lines to try to help and even bought a 1,000-watt UPS for the Poke plug and rotor as well as my hard drives and networking hard- hardware. Okay. The UPS is doing the job but can be expensive because if I want to protect all my equipment... I- I've got to buy many of them for the computers and other equipment, etc. Mm-hmm. At least now when the power flashes, the UPS, UPS keeps the internet up and running. This happens about three times a week on some weeks. Still, I try to watch the show every week. I really like the new website. Yeah, sure. So that's just an excuse that you're not always watching Category 5. Yeah. Oh, the, the power went out. That's, that's Peter's long-winded way of saying, you know, I missed last week. Sorry, yeah. <laughs> just say, was sick, couldn't watch. Yeah. No, I just tractor went through. Like <laughs> you know, heard you guys were moving. I knew it would just be a, a, one of those shows because you're just packing. Excuses, excuses. Yeah. That's wild, man. So that wasn't so much of a question as a... Yeah, kind of like a... A long... Like a sad story of a village in Ireland. I feel sad. I, I picture them sending out, like, what is it, the Victorian farm kind of people, and we'll do a documentary about this village that has one power cable. Running to all Maybe Cat 5 could do it. And right in the chain is this evil genius who's welding. <laughs> Just Maybe you could send us things. tickets to your town He's and Cat 5 will come and do a documentary on it. Yeah, there you go. I'll bet you the guy who's welding is building... <laughs> An evil fortress. No, as, as, oh, what is it I'm called? I'm wrong. A, ride, I can't help a you. rideable... Oh. Spider <laughs> robot. You should check on it oh, and make boy. sure. Go take a look. Yeah. Use it for it's destruction. <laughs> That's unbelievable, man. Uh, I did have a chat with uh, with Sean from Cordery Electric, and he did suggest, and I just said, you know, what would be the best thing for this guy? And and what we have are those um, nice cyber power 
UPSs. And, and Krista, you and I mm-hmm. had a look at one on the show a while back. Yes. I'm going to use our search on uh, search our network feature on the website. Uh, let's go. Cyber power would probably be a good search. Episode 201. We reviewed the Green Power UPS. Oh, that's taking us to YouTube. Uh, <laughs> there it is on our website. So uh, we we looked at the the that particular UPS. It's cyber power. It works really really well for us. But what's really nice about it is that if the power drops down, in your case, what happens is that guy you know fires up his his TIG and he's dropping down the the power in the neighborhood to you know whether it be 90 or 60 or 40 volts for that little bit of time horrible to your equipment your computers and stuff are very very sensitive to that kind of stuff um so something like the cyber power um ups Mm -hmm. that we use it senses if it goes down below you know 110 100 volts and it will actually Mm -hmm. trip over to the battery if the power is low, right. but still there. Right. Some UPSs, though, will will only turn on if the power goes out, right? So what you want is a UPS. Isn't always yeah, yeah. helpful. <laughs> it doesn't help because if there's if there's 60 volts, it's still got power. So mm-hmm. if that doesn't trip your UPS, then you've got a problem because 60 volts is going to destroy your computer because it's built to run on, in your case, you know, 240 volts uh, in Ireland, I believe. So um, here it's 120 you know, 117 to 120 or so. So I would look into getting a couple of UPSs. But you said you got a thousand watt. I'm not sure if you meant a thousand volt amp or if you actually meant a thousand watts, which maybe that would be a 1500 volt amp or something like that. In which case, the stuff that you have running on it is very, very low power consumption. So I don't know that you need that. That UPS would probably power the devices like the Pogo plug, the hard drives, the router, the switch for days, you know, technically, because there's no draw on that. Um, What you might want to do is plug one of your computers into that and then uh, see how that goes. Mm -hmm. Because really, you're not looking for something that's going to power you through a 24-hour brown uh, brown, or blackout. You're looking for something that's going to help you to protect your equipment during those little power fluctuations when it goes a little bit sharp or a little bit low. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's what you want. So the time is not really the, the big deal. It's the getting your stuff protected power conditioners and things like that are, are good as well so yeah well we've only got a couple minutes left i wanted to talk about uh backing up our mm-hmm. cloud-based um our cloud-based stuff because oh actually we have about 10 minutes left I, i'm i'm mistaken because we were a little we bit started late, started late tonight and that was really just you know we we're just hanging out just having a good time no literally we just plugged in all the audio equipment so if you were wondering why we were five minutes late, but I know that the chat room was already understanding of that. Oh, mm-hmm. they just moved. They're probably having technical difficulties that we were. Really? It's because I came in the door you like five late. seconds before seven. It literally was And Robbie seconds. is sitting here we rocking yeah. in his chair, pulling his hair out. And then I got here. He's That's like, oh, happened. I could finish. That's what happened. So. I had a full head of hair today. Yeah. And yeah. it's really my fault. It I'm really sorry. Is. It really is. Um, no, here's the thing. Mm-hmm. Okay, Let, let's start that over because I just I started an entire segment with. <laughs> I'm always telling. Sorry, what you, was that? I'm, I'm always stop. <laughs> oh, go ahead. <laughs> I'm always telling you to back up your stuff. It's very very important. But we're always thinking about backups as being you know our own computers. What is going to happen if I have a fire? Better yet, what's going to happen if I have a burglary? I mean that happens a lot we had a burglary ourselves 
here at the studio, not at this studio, but the old studio got robbed as well. We lost mm -hmm. computers and cameras and everything. So what if I had stuff on that hard drive and it got taken away and I never see it again and I didn't have a backup, right? And then you cry. And then you cry. Absolutely. What if you have a hard drive crash? I, that's what I'm always talking about. That's what I'm always reiterating. What if your physical devices fail? But now we have this brand new problem. We've got this thing where we have the cloud. We're storing email on the cloud. We're mm -hmm. storing our calendars on the cloud. We're, we're, we're doing everything on servers somewhere out there. But we don't have access to that data should, let's say, somebody hack our account. What happens if somebody gets a hold mm. of our password and goes in and deletes all of our Gmail email? We're in big trouble. What happens if somebody goes in and clears your calendar and you lose all your appointments that you have scheduled for the next six months? Big problem. Uh, another example would be, you know, you've got your files that you've got stored on the web, um, your website stuff, you know. But cloud specifically, you know, thinking along the lines of your, your Twitter accounts, your, your mm -hmm. in particular when it comes to business, Gmail, uh, your calendar with Google, uh, any of those kinds of things. What would happen too? Like maybe, you know, I, I hear stories about people who have wrongly been suspended from services mm -hmm. for violations of terms of service or something like that. It can happen on Facebook if they think that you're under a certain age. Right. Right. So if that happened and you lose all of your stuff, then, you know, what kind of situation does that leave you in? So along comes... Backupify. Literally, they couldn't think of a name and called it Backupify. It's actually kind of cool. We're going to take a look at this uh, tonight. I want you to check it out if you are at all connected to the cloud, whether you're using Google or social media. Let's take a look at the free service, which backs up Gmail, Facebook, Twitter, Zoho, Picasa, and more. It even does our Flickr account, right? So the personal free plan allows you to back up up to three accounts. So that means I might back up Twitter, Flickr, and my Facebook. Okay? You might do LinkedIn or something like that. You get one gigabyte storage, and it backs up on a weekly basis. You get email support. It's free. Sign up now. You can step it up for only five bucks a month. You, can, you know, So try it for free. See if you need more. The best plan is 20 bucks a month, 25 accounts, 50 gigabytes of storage, does a backup every night, and you get phone support, web support, and uh, it is pretty awesome as far as service goes. So for 20 bucks a month, that's pretty big, though. All right, so let's start with the free one. We're going to take a look here. First name, enter it in. Email. Okay, so we're going to create our free account, read the terms of, and privacy policy. Privacy policy, basically, if you, if you look at it, it does explain that they are not going to access any of your files because that would be mm -hmm. one of our concerns is, okay, well, if I'm going to back up to this service, who's to say that they're not then selling that information or doing something like that? The privacy policy makes it very plain that, uh, that they are basically using your data for your backup. It is your backup, and they are... Perhaps, you know, in an instance where they need to look at the file system, they might see the file names and the file sizes, 
uh, they may transfer them to other backups and make redundant mm -hmm. copies, but they are never actually looking at the content of your files. They're not sharing the, the content of your files. If you've got a bunch of pictures on your Facebook, they're not looking through your pictures. This, that's against their privacy policy. So we don't have any fears with regards to that. So if I'm not mistaken, that was all of that there was to the sign-up process. There, it can't get any easier than that. As long as you know your name. As long as you know your name, you're good. your email address, you're, you're pretty much... You are set. Set. And a password. you got to mm -hmm. be able to make a password, which, again, <laughs> we tend to use safepasswd.com uh, because it works very, very well for generating a safe password. So in this case, let's see what happens if we are going to back up our Twitter account. So I'm going to add service for Twitter, and then I'm going to sign in with Twitter. Make sure, first of all, that you are the user that you want to be. If you have more than one user account, uh, log into Twitter, go over to twitter.com. I'm not logged in, so it's perfectly fine. But if you have, if you share your computer, you might want to double check on that. So I'm going to add a Twitter service, sign in with Twitter. I'm going to turn off that tweet that I protected my Twitter account with back, backupify. <laughs> okay. So category five TV. Enter our password. And now it's redirecting me back to the application just like that. So it's already mm -hmm. added to Backupify. It's already in progress of backing up my tweets. That includes tweets that I've sent, tweets that have been sent to my attention, tweets mm -hmm. that are DM private messages. Uh, all of that stuff is included in that backup um, within the, the confines of mm -hmm. the Twitter API, basically. So then we can go and we can continue adding services because remember we can add up to three, right? So we can, let's say we add Flickr, which is really awesome because that's where we store our pictures and we wouldn't want to lose that kind of thing. I mean, that would be pretty devastating if you lost your Flickr account, but here's your chance to be able to back it up. So with Backupify, not only can you see your emails and things on Backupify, restore them back. Let's say you're mm -hmm. using Gmail and you want to restore an email that you accidentally deleted. You can actually go into Backupify, highlight the email, and restore it. It will then show up back in your inbox on Gmail. Good. In our case, uh, of course, you may also want to uh, you may also want to download your entire Flickr account, all your pictures. Right. So it will give you a zip file, and you can download that to your own computer for local storage and or backup. Okay, so here I'm going to authorize my Flickr. And there it is. It's already there. It's in process or in progress. Now let's take a look at Twitter, see how it's doing. It's still in progress. But you can see that it's already got... There's the, the tweet that went out this afternoon just before the show started. And it is continuing to back up. If I go back to, let's see, my Flickr account. And it's just waiting to actually begin the backup. It says no data has been collected. So you can see it's very automated. This is going to now back up my accounts that I have mm -hmm. added once a week and then I've got control over how I want to restore it. Great for business if you have mm -hmm. users that are using Gmail on your domain. The ability to be able to go back and restore deleted emails um, especially if you're ever compromised. If somebody guesses at a business password, deletes emails from people's inboxes and things like that sometimes uh, you know, malicious software is known mm -hmm. to do that as well. So, what do you think? Cool. What do you think? Check it out. It's backupify.com, just like it sounds. <laughs> this is Category 5 Technology TV. 
www.category5.tv. Krista, it's been fun having you here. Oh, it's been good. Good yeah. times. Good times. Always good times. Lots of fun. Everybody, I hope you have a great week again. Uh, Sasha is going to be starting with us next Tuesday. Uh, looking forward to having her here and introducing her to you. Uh, and here we are in our new studio. Uh, we're going to be you know, spiffing it up over the next little while as we get things right. unpacked. And the, I, I thought the Star Trek shelf was an easy way to, you know, it, it was easy to unpack because mm-hmm. it was quick. And, but because, have, you know, that was the first box you went to find, wasn't it? Was it was the first one. It was the one labeled very important. Don't have Fragile. all your, your kitchen drop. stuff and groceries Respect unpacked, but yeah, exactly. Spock. There's milk rotting in probably the laundry room. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, but who cares? Because Spock. Spock. Is on the shelf. Yes. All right. <laughs> hey, have a great week, uh, Krista. And we'll yeah, you too. See you and you too. Very, very soon. You have a fantastic week. Thanks for joining us uh, tonight. This is weird. <laughs> <laughs> like, whoa. You're like a little kid. This is like, this, no, this is like one of those, you know, the, you don't need that thing on as seen as, on TV. I'm going to put locks on your wheels next time. Here. Yeah, that's what I need. I need those. Just lock you in That'd place. I'd be very happy right now. <laughs> I feel a little uncomfortable with the rolliness. All right, everybody, have a great week. We'll see you next week. See you and guys. Uh, well, yeah, thanks for being here. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.